0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates.
1: Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the Dork Podcast. It's the Dork Podcast. Rich Keefe. It's the Dork Podcast. Hashtag. It's the Hashtag, hashtag Dork Podcast. Nice.
0: Well, thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Hashtag Dork. My name is Rich Keith, joined once again by Ryan Davey. Davey, how are you?
1: I'm great, Richard. What a wonderful day we're having! Today. It really
0: is a wonderful day. Now, this episode, as you can already tell by the timestamp, well, at least I assume by the timestamp, is it's a little bit shorter. That's because there's been some scheduling, uh, I would say schnafus, perhaps between the two of us. No big deal. It's still going to be a pretty complete episode. But what I what I recommend, Ryan, is that we really we really pump through this week in Dork, so we can spend more time on the topic du jour, that being Christopher Guest movies. Does that make
1: sense? Let's do it. Yep, let's plow through it.
0: All right. First things first is we got news that there may be a Deadpool animated series on FXX, and Donald Glover is going to be one of the showrunners behind this program. This looks like a pretty good idea, would you say?
1: And and what and I have to ask you, what can this kid not do? He's you know what he's I mean? pretty
0: insane. Yeah, he is.
1: What a talent!
0: He oh, what he's a, a delight, young
1: man. Yeah. Did you like that it's Atlanta funny. show?
0: I like the Atlanta show.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's he's funny. He's a musical guy. We know he's into comics. He was, in, you know, for a time he was the lead guy to play Spider Man.
0: Yeah, he would have been uh, a good. He would have been a good Spider Man.
1: A lot of people are upset that that didn't happen. So it, now he's got a shot to do some uh, some NC Seventeen type stuff.
0: Well, how about Lando? You know? He's gonna be Lando Calrissian, a young Lando. Know.
1: See what can this kid not do? God damn it! You know, he can do anything.
0: Is it is it almost to the point where he bothers you because he's so good at stuff? Because people like that sometimes bother me.
1: Yeah, I, I think we're getting there with him. Um, Not yet. If if they get Ryan Reynolds to sign on to do the voice of Deadpool, I mean, that that's just, this is going to be ridiculous.
0: Yeah, but, so apparently there's another guy who does a voice, because we got some tweets, because I said the same thing. I think it was um, uh, Mike O'Connell, who's been one of our, our longtime listeners, so shout out to him. He mentioned that, uh, I forget the guy's name, but there's been a guy who's been doing... Deadpool animated voice and he's tremendous at it. So they may even just continue that guy. Right, right
1: he did the video. He's the guy who was on the video game, right? I believe. So yes, believe, yeah, yes, yeah.
0: So maybe maybe it'll be him. Speaking of uh, Marvel properties, did you see the trailer for The Gifted, which is going to be a I, new I, show on Fox?
1: I did, and I was I, I, I admittedly you know I, I think I don't really know what's going on, but you know I. I got, I got the just This trailer looked okay. They seem gifted,
0: um, if nothing they else. They seem
1: really gifted. They seem like they have some gifts that could also be curses. I'm like, who? <laughs> There's some intrigue.
0: Sure, there is intrigue. One guy has, like, a mental power, which that seems new. That's a fresh take.
1: Yeah, he can, like, move stuff with his mind, so that's, that's nice. So you I asked, don't see that.
0: I asked this question. I said, are we ever going to get to a point, and, and, and also think about who's asking the question. We have a podcast called Hashtag Dork, but are you ever going to get to the point where there are too many comic book shows and movies?
1: And, uh, you know, I think we're getting there. And I know, like, the critical mass of, like, when this is just, you know, it's too much and we just have to do something different for a while. Um, That's why I love, you know, I love shows that now, you know, that are kind of going the other way. Yeah. You know, know, so it's nice to get a little bit of a break. um, But
0: it's weird because before, yeah, because before, if you told me, like, you know, five or six years ago, hey, there's going to be a show about. Uh, you know, The Flash. There's gonna be a show about young Batman. There's gonna be a show about, you know, the agents of Shield. There's gonna be all these different shows. You're like, oh, of course I'd watch that. But then when you add them all together, it's just so overwhelming. Like the CW themselves has four superhero shows. Right. Uh, you know, we just we just went through Legion. We we're now adding the gifted. There's gonna you're gonna toss in an animated show in Deadpool, there's gonna be cloak and dagger in a couple of years. Like it's just it's, it's so many, like I, I can't even watch them all. And it's like, if, and, if yeah. I can't watch them all, if you and I can't watch them all like that, I, I wonder how the, it's going to be tough to get really good ratings on some of these shows.
1: And that's the double edged sort of the thing we we have right now. We have so much material that we could talk about. We we do this on a weekly basis, and there's so much stuff that we have to get through. But at the same time, like I'm always behind. Like I can't, yes, exactly. you know what I mean? Like I can't watch all of this stuff. I just can't, and, and it, it's frustrating. But at the same time, it's great that we have this kind of job security. But at the same time, like I just can't. You know, I don't know if gifted is going to be something that I'm like I I go headlong into. You I know, might if, wait. I might wait to yeah. see
0: what kind of reviews it gets. That doesn't seem like something I'm going to dive into. I think also we've said it you know time and time again. You can't watch everything,
1: no, so you need you need, you, you need the, to
0: pick and choose.
1: But the beauty of living in the future, as we do now, the future is now, as you know. Yes, that it is. We can pick and choose what we watch, and we can do it in a gluttonous fashion, where yes. we can just like eat it all up at once. So, that's so right. I mean, that's the good thing. So, the things we like, we really like, and we get to watch. Other than Iron Fist, but
0: uh, you know, true, nice. Iron Fist was was a bit of a slog. Now, Fox picked up some more shows. Last Man on Earth. Last time we talked on the podcast, they were up in the air whether they were going to have a fourth season. They are, which I think is great news. Gotham is coming back for season four. Fine, I suppose. Fine.
1: And uh, yep. Brooklyn
0: Nine Nine, which I'm way behind on, but it actually is a good show. Uh, it bro- is funny.
1: I've yeah. I've only seen a handful of episodes, but it is actually
0: it's really good. Fun. Yeah, I gave it crap when the, when I was like, ooh, like a, a cop comedy. But no, uh, shame on me. It's very funny, and uh, it's coming back for season five. We also had a season two teaser for Preacher. Speaking of comic book shows, that one's coming back out.
1: And that's I, something I'm going to watch.
0: Yes, so. that one I'm in on. I'll tell you, season one. Maybe I just had really high expectations, but it wasn't the best in my mind. So I'm looking no, forward to not. seeing where they go here. Yep. Oh, did you see the trailer for Glow? That'd be yeah, uh, Glorious it Ladies did. of Wrestling. That is going to yeah, be on Netflix coming out next month with Allison Brie. I thought, it, I thought it looked pretty good, and I think it's going to be pretty interesting.
1: It's going to be pretty interesting, and I love Mark Maron as well. So that's yes. going to be. I think that's going to be a pretty good show.
0: Now, yeah. So I, I mean, I'll probably probably give it a give it a shot but again you can't you can't watch everything
1: now i'll I'll give it two episodes if it if it piques my interest i'll keep going if i don't i'll stop
0: fair enough now this week coming out in theaters is alien covenant now we had uh, a couple of people tweeted us about ideas for next week because next week and the week after are sort of open dates on hashtag dork the following week it's going to be wonder woman and then the week after that comic-con Comic-Con! Which we're excited about. We are going to Comic-Con. At the end of this episode, I have like a little... Uh, they they sent everybody who's going, like the media members, they sent us like these little commercials. So it's like a 30-second like ad for Comic-Con. So I will play it in all its glory at the end of the episode. But uh, somebody said, well, why don't you do uh, an Alien episode? And, uh, you know, the whole Alien franchise. And if you go see Alien Covenant. And I said, first of all, it sounds like a lot of work. I go, I like the idea. It sounds like a lot of work, and I don't think I'm going to see Alien Covenant this weekend, or at least I doubt that I'm going to see it this weekend. So, yeah. just quick thoughts on the Alien franchise as a whole.
1: As a whole, I mean, this is uh, you know, canon sci-fi stuff. I mean, this is stuff that... Groundbreaking things that you should probably... You, If you're a sci-fi fan, you've seen it. If you're fancy yourself, you're just getting into sci-fi, these are movies you definitely have to see. Yes. That's my, that's my quick hitter right there. I,
0: I, I agree with that, and the first two, you can argue over which one's better. The three and four, kind of, you know, whatever. But the first two are classics. Like they're all time movies. They're not my favorite, and I know I, you know, I get crap for that, but that's just the truth. They're not, they're not my favorite, but I, I recognize them as being very good and worth worth watching. Uh, Prometheus. Actually, you know what? I haven't even seen Prometheus.
1: It wasn't bad. It was okay. It was, it was right. okay. Yeah, I, I would give it, you know, a four. An, uh, yeah, like a four. Four to six. Out of six.
0: Okay. Yep. All right. Also, news this week, uh, Ryan. Tom Brady is going to be on the Madden 18 cover, the goat, edi- the goat edition.
1: Why wouldn't he be? The guy should be on the cover of Madden every year. He's the best football player to ever live. I don't yeah. understand what the issue is with people taking exception to this.
0: Well, no, I don't think anybody's mad that he's on it. Um, not that he doesn't deserve it, but are you are you nervous of the Madden curse?
1: No, but I love the I love the um, the people c- claim that the with uh, who was it uh des bryant not des bryant uh megatron there calvin johnson that the madden curse is broken now That everyone since calvin johnson
0: yeah well no fine. well no that's not true because uh gronk was on it last year and now his team wasn't affected but he certainly was right so but maybe it's back it's back in business yeah calvin johnson set a record for receiving yards the year that he was on the cover
1: right I think and on that's 13. People saying that that's yeah actually eddie george had a career year Remember Eddie George?
0: Yeah, Eddie George was the first guy solo on it. It didn't start until later. Like I think Marshall Falk, uh Michael Vick, uh you go on down the line, uh, it didn't it, wasn't, it started the,
1: so the Madden curse started with Michael Vick. He was on the cover and then he broke his leg like in a preseason game and missed the whole season, right?
0: Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. That was like the worst. that's like the worst case of that's it.
1: That's like the worst one. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. All right. Well, speaking of video games.
1: It's time for Davey's video
0: game. Even if it takes more than a minute. Davies video game minute. What do you got, sir?
1: There's only one game that came out yesterday that's actually worth talking about and that is Injustice 2.
0: Ooh. So,
1: yep. So, what I'm what I'm hearing the early reports is I I don't have it yet. Um I've I've you know, been unavoidably detained, but it's something that I will absolutely pick up. <laughs>
0: That's okay, But sir. the early
1: reports are all positive. Um, what I'm hearing is that it's one of the most in-depth single-player experiences that you can have with, with uh, a video game. And if you played in- Injustice Gods Among Us, the first one, I would say that these two games, I'm just going to lump this in with the first Injustice, but these two games, the story of these two games is better than any movie that DC has put out in... Fifteen years, really? Well, I, I take that back because I take back the the Nolan. Well, Batman Nolan
0: stuff. ones don't count. But you mean like the DC extended universe? Out. Yeah.
1: The DC extended universe, other than the Nolan Batman movies, this this storyline and these characters are better than anything they've put out. So if oh, if I'm you're gonna have into, to get
0: this then, yeah,
1: yeah. If you're into like DC properties and you know how the extended universe works, I might have to get it. You have to you, you have to kind of play this.
0: I think you've sold yep. me on Justice too, oh.
1: and and so all the things that are bad that were kind of like. The, the walking, like, you know how, like, when you're in a fighting game and you walk, like, back and forth? Yes. Like, that was really slow. Like, it felt like you were really slow when you were doing that. Okay. So it felt kind of, so apparently they fixed that. Um, the special moves, like the ultimate finishers or whatever, are are unbelievable. I've seen a couple of them. Um, they have characters that you wouldn't even think to put in a video game. They're in there. See, um, that I
0: like. That I like what, like, yeah. the real dork can, can enjoy. It. It's not just, hey, here's the Justice League. You're like, no, here's right. a lot of, a lot of dudes from the extended universe.
1: And I guess you can, you get, like, if you're Batman, like, you get different suits, so if you're fighting somebody, you can, like, you know, like, in Mortal Kombat, they have, like, the different fight styles. Well, now you can, like, augment your suit, so you can have, like, a Kryptonite-lined suit, so you're better against, you know, Kryptonians and stuff like that, so it's actually really cool, and a bit of an RPG aspect to it.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna have to get that. Shoot. Oh, a brief aside, we mentioned that we have two open dates uh, for Hashtag Dork coming up. Do you think... It's warranted pre Wonder Woman to do the state of DC movies, or is that just too going to be too negative?
1: Uh, I don't think we're going to be negative. I think I think if we do that, I think one of the I think it would be good as a Wonder Woman preview kind of thing. Yeah, because right now good we've only see. had
0: three we've only had three movies in the universe, and then they've they've mapped out like another hundred. Who I don't know how many of those they're even going to get to, but we could do a, we could do one on that. That might be fun.
1: And we'll promise to keep it positive. Like we'll promise to like talk about things that like that work and things that we want to see and things that they should do. You now you were I mean? getting Instead you were getting,
0: getting a little heat this week because uh, people thought you were critical of Guardians, which is okay. You don't have to love everything. Again, you can't watch everything. You can't love everything. But they were critical that you were maybe taking it uh, too critically, and you weren't you weren't yeah, enjoying it as yeah, a fan. And, you took a little heat.
1: And you know what? And. and Usually when we first started this podcast, you know, I'm not in radio as by trade, but, like, I didn't like the heat <laughs> so much. And I would, like, lash out at people like on, backdrop, on the podcast.
0: Backdraft. Still feel I the get, heat.
1: And I, I think people were right. I think I went into it. I And like I said, one of the, the things I took away from Guardians of the Galaxy, like, the false aside and critical eye aside, I smiled the whole movie.
0: Yeah. No, you had fun. You know what I mean?
1: You had fun. So it was fun. It, mm-hmm. in And movies like Guardians of the Galaxy 2 are the reasons you go to movie theaters still. Because if you watch that on a you know thirty-inch screen, you're going to be like, eh, you know, that's good. But if you see it, the whole spectacle of it—I mean, that is the reason you go to the movies—is to see things like that. So absolutely see it. it it's good i mean it's a solid b plus a minus. yeah okay all right you, don't have to, you're getting, you know what i mean you're getting a little
0: defensive you're fine
1: you're fine you, you, no, can I'm, be, not you can def- I'm not getting defensive <laughs> i'm trying to i'm trying to tell you i'll show you my soul and you know it just you know share that with you we and, can uh, look deep
0: into yeah. your soul and you yeah. know and we're going to look into the uh, the topic du jour here and here's i think what we're going to do we uh had a few intros submitted to us for the topic du jour all right, let's do it. So let's hear let's get your thoughts on these and see if we should stick with them. Again, we've had we have Opie who does our, our Dork intro. Then we have Marcus from the Boxers Podcast who does this week in Dork, Davey's video game minute, and pick of the podcast. He's also trying to carve out potentially a topic de jour intro. So we got one from him or actually we got two from him and one from Goo, from Mac and Goo. So I'm gonna play I'm gonna play each one and I want I'm gonna play each I'm gonna play one, then get your thoughts, and then play the next one, and then et cetera. Okay? Okay. And now, your feature presentation. The topic is jour. <laughs> so that one's from Goo, uh, from Mac and Goo, the Mac and Goo podcast. That's you sure a- that wasn't Mark Hamill? That's an ampersand. Yeah, that pretty, sounds like just like him, right? So that's a Joker theme. It's very maniacal. I don't know if we want to hear that every week. Yeah. That's a lot. Matt, Matt Gu does great work. We used to, he used to uh, be one of the sponsors on the podcast. <laughs> 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 he used to make commercials which I know you loved. Yep. And so that's that's it. So before we before you can vote on him, obviously you have to hear them all. So that one's from Gu. The next two are both from Marcus.
1: <laughs> I think we're getting sued if we play that one. Yeah, I know.
0: They're they're kind of strict about copyright stuff here, which is unfortunate, because otherwise we'd be playing all kinds of crap. So keep that one under your hat, and then we got one more. Madame et Messieurs, il est temps de du jour. But what does that mean, Frog? Uh,
1: it, it is the topic of the day. No. <laughs>
0: So they're all very different, and I don't Did know. Did he
1: say frog? Did he call someone a frog? <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, we can't play that.
0: <laughs> it's too offensive. Me being part French, that is very, very offensive.
1: We're going to alienate all our people in Quebec.
0: That's true. We do have Canadian listeners, which we uh, shout out to them.
1: I don't know. I think either one, either one of these, any of the three of these, we're going to get sued.
0: Yeah, they're all they're all kind of towing the line. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if we need an intro for the topic du jour. We, we put I it. We put it out there that. though. Last week we put it out there, and so I, I like intros. I, I love all of our other intros. I just I'm on the fa- we have those in the holster. Maybe we won't use those every week, but at least just know that we have them.
1: Maybe and just yeah, and just know that like I like all of those. I'm just yeah. legally I'm wondering if that's a good move <laughs> for us to just you know, as a as a person, I really like Marcus and Goo. I like them so yes. much. Yeah, but I just don't know. And I like those intros. I just don't know if we can use them.
0: All right, well, it is time now for the, uh, the topic du jour. What's that? That's the topic of the day.
1: All right, nice. Yeah, we got it. Yep, there we go.
0: Christopher Guest Movies. Ryan, this is a, a passion project of ours. And so Christopher yes. Guest, I think many of you know him. If you don't, you will know him soon enough. He is a, uh, an actor. He's a writer. He's a director. He's probably also a producer, a key grip, and everything else. But we're talking about the movies. There are six movies on our list. Five of which he wrote, directed and acted in. The first yep. one he did not direct, so I know some people are saying, Hey, Spinal Tap's not a Christopher Guest movie. That's a Rob Ryder movie. Well you know what? We're adding it. We're we're putting it in there because he wrote in it. There. He wrote it, he acted in it, and he was one of the stars of it. And I'm sorry he didn't direct it, but it's it's this, you know, the documentary thing, or in that or in that case, a rockumentary. Yeah. So we're gonna go and in order. Yeah, go ahead.
1: Let me let me just praise Christopher Guest for a moment and say for Shows that we love, like The Office, like Parks and Rec, like anything that's like kind of this like fake documentary style, yes, does not exist without Christopher Guest. So, like, if any of those shows that you're into are like that fake documentary style, uh, documentary now is is one of them yeah. as well, which I am a huge fan of. Yeah, you can thank um, him. Yeah, you can thank Christopher Guest for all this stuff. And also, this is a guy who Christopher Guest is is a kind of an quirky, odd looking fella. Yes. And he managed, because he's so funny and I'm guessing so charming, that he married prime time Jamie Lee, Jamie Lee Curtis in like 80s Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, And they 80s. were married for a very long time.
0: They still are or no?
1: I don't know if they are, but eh, I, well. but we're talking like Trading Places, Jamie Lee Curtis. Right. That's, that's a big get for a guy like him.
0: Yeah, he's not, he's not messing around. And what's also amazing about him is in all of these movies, and he's in all six of them, he is a completely different character, or at least in five of them, he's a completely different yep. character. Where a lot of them, like you'll you'll notice these actors. I don't know, I don't. I didn't write down all their names, but you'll notice it's like the same crew in all these movies. It's great, and a few of them basically play the same role in each movie. Whereas Christopher Guest, it is, you're like, wait, that's him. You're like, that's the same. You're like, that's Nigel Tufnum, That's him in in Best in Show, and that's him, in you know, uh, for your consideration. So he does a great job, yep. really morphing himself. He's also, he was an SNL cast member back in the day. He
1: was, and, and a writer. And he was also the six-fingered man in The Princess Bride.
0: Yes. So, yeah, if you look at it, he actually, is, he's in a bunch of movies. Now, these are yeah. the ones that we singled out because of just how much of a, uh, of a hand he had in them. So with each movie we go through, and we're going to go by year they came out. And let's be honest, they were, the older ones are better than the newer ones. So we'll probably spend a little bit more time on the older ones. And yep. we'll, we'll try to get you a quick list of the best characters, the best lines, the most memorable moments. Maybe a worse character if there was also cameos, and then finally the hashtag dork rating for each one. So we start with 1984, a great year. This is Spinal Tap. Now it's directed by Rob Reiner, and this is your first, your documentary, your mockumentary, or your rockumentary, as it were. And we've already inducted this into the hashtag dork hall of fame uh, when Mm -hmm. we picked. What do we pick? Five or ten movies? So this is that sort of tells you what we what we feel about this one. But this is on the short list, Ryan, of movies that I think both of us have seen more than any other movie.
1: I think I've seen I think I've seen this is Spinal Tap more than I've seen any other movie. That, that's an absolute fact, and only because when you know you and I were you know eighteen nineteen years old, I think uh, there was a point in our in our our lives together where you and I would watch this movie every day. Yep, it was that good, and and so much so that like I I had the special edition DVD, which had all the special features, that had like a, and you and I knew every single line of this movie including the scenes that got cut
0: yeah we the deleted scenes cuz we would quote something we would be like somebody would be like what's that for like spinal tap and they're like i don't know like oh, i've they're like, i've seen spinal tap i don't remember that We're like oh delete it it's a deleted scene <laughs> hello mr derby <laughs> <laughs> who's in here little guy who's in here no one <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's just doing yeah, do with the so y'all. i mean yeah. this is the one of the first movies i remember seeing in my adolescence that i i loved uh i'm a huge music fan more than that like one of my Achilles heels musically is my affinity for 80s hair metal.
0: Oh, it's awesome. I'm um, a
1: huge Iron Maiden fan, you know, like bands like that, um, Dokken, you know, yeah. stuff like that and um this was just I don't know what it was about this movie. This is the first time I'd seen anything like this. But it just blew me away, like how funny and how clever this this movie was.
0: It really is. And what's incredible about it is there's obviously the there's the lines and there's like the moments that have transcend- and Like people who aren't even familiar with the movie know like they oh, these go to 11. Like there are certain yep. ones that are just everybody knows. But then there's also if you're a real fan of Spinal Tap, like literally every line becomes quotable, like th- like a, just a nothing line is all of a sudden quotable or a certain moment that nobody would really pick up on. If you watch it that many times, everything is good. And what's also great about really all these movies is they're like 90 minutes or less. Like, so you oh, go, yeah. you know, like you can easily watch them and it's not like, ugh, like I gotta sit down, I gotta commit two hours and 20 minutes to this. You're like, nope. I think Spinal Tap's runtime is like 82 or 84 minutes. Like, it, it, it yeah. hums by. And also yeah, and what's it, incredible about Spinal Tap is the songs are all actually really good. <laughs>
1: they're really good, and they're ridiculous. Like, the very first song they come out with, uh, Tonight I'm Gonna Rock You." Awesome. Parentheses, tonight. <laughs> they, like, tonight! it's an awesome song, but the lyrics are so ridiculous. Oh, my God. And, and he's, he's like, he's talking about, like, having sex with this girl, and he's like, y- you're just four feet, and you still got your baby teeth. <laughs> like, what the hell is going on? And then you go right from that into Big Bottom.
0: Big Bottom might be that might be my favorite song
1: and which is like they're all playing bass guitars like there's three bass guitars on stage which is like <laughs> the most unnecessary thing one of them is double necked
0: yeah that is so good it's like good. the most
1: unnecessary thing like and it's like little things like that that you in this movie is infinitely rewatchable
0: yes oh my god because there's things that you'll you'll pick up on that that you haven't seen before and what's also great is they they do all these like flashbacks too and they're telling the story and so They've been together for 17 years, I think at one point they mentioned, or or Rob Reiner mentions, and they've made 15 albums, but like, it's all (laughs) like, they're like different genres, right? Like they had to do like the, the disco thing. They had to do like the, uh, like the old, like sixties kind of like flower music. And it's just, it's all catchy. Like you could put on the Spinal Tap soundtrack and like, listen to it in your car. And it's like these guys, I, I don't know for sure, but I would assume they inspired like the Lonely Island. Because, like, the Lonely Island, basically, like, their rap songs are actually, like, pretty good. Like, the words are ridiculous, but they're actually, like, pretty good songs. And that's sort of the basis of of this.
1: It's like, they're not crap. Yeah. And that's just a testament to the writing. I mean, it's just so good that you can, like, disguise, like, this passable song for something so ridiculous. Like the song was it Sex Farm Woman?
0: Sex, like, sex Farm Woman or it was a Sex Farm Worker
1: or, it's Sex Farm? Yeah, it's Sex just, Farm yeah. is just the name of it. Working on a yeah, plowing working, through your bean field. Working on a sex farm.
0: <laughs> and these guys all play their stuff too. Like they've gone on tour. Like they, it's not. There's nobody else singing. There's nobody else playing. All yeah. the, It's it's mainly you know Nigel Tufnell, uh, David saint Humpins, and Derek Smalls, which of course are the are the main three guys of, of Christopher Guest, Michael McKeon, and Harry Shearer. Uh, they're they're incredible, and then the, then also what's become pop culture is the Spinal Tap drummer. Like they just get they yep. just go through drummers. Like they all die. Like the one guy, you know, he he choked on his own vomit. Or no, he choked on vomit. Choked on
1: vomit, not Someone his vomit. vomit.
0: And you can't you yeah. can't dust for vomit.
1: <laughs> and don't sleep on the creepiest character, Viv Savage, the creepiest keyboard player Oh, on keys in yeah. the land. I just, just the creepiest little dude.
0: I just I love all of it you know the uh nigel's shirt where he's got the the uh like the skeleton he's like it's an exact yeah. replica of, of his skeleton
1: my inner workings done in a t-shirt
0: or when they're talking about the reviews of the movies they're like uh you had a uh, your album shark sandwich it was actually just a uh, a two-word review uh shit sandwich <laughs> like no no you can't you can't write that yeah
1: no. And it's, like, stuff like that. Like, you and I refer to things as shit sandwiches all shit the sandwich. time. Like, that is just a shit sandwich.
0: Yeah, watching it again, there were some lines I, I forgot that were even from Spinal Tap that were that were in there. Um, also, so some of the, the cameos, too, like, Bruno Kirby, uh, rest in peace. He was in there Maybe. as a as a, cab, as a limo driver. He's very good. Dana Carvey yeah. and Billy uh, Crystal were both mimes.
1: Both mimes at the party,
0: yep. And also, you get a very early look at Fred Willard and how good he was going to be in these kind of movies.
1: Oh, when he's the Air Force captain or whatever? Yeah, when he's like, yeah. well, I better not uh,
0: stand too close or they'll think I'm part of the band. I'm only kidding, of course, because, like, his hair was, like, <laughs> kind of long. He's like, yeah, this is our opportunity to let our hair down. I see you guys have all already beat me to it, and they're just, like, staring yeah. at him.
1: <laughs> and a very young and a very attractive Fran Drescher. Yes. Yep. She and was... uh, Bobby Fleckman, the hostess with the mostest. Bobby
0: Fleckman? <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. Eden Hogg was one of the guys. In the, Sir Dennis. In the... Sir Dennis Eaton Hogg.
0: Sir Dennis Eaton Hogg. Um, yeah. The like the, when they run in in the in the hotel with like that other band, it's like yeah, a really good moment. Yeah, and the and the, yeah. the manager of the band is like, "Hey, I'd love to I'd love to stay and talk, but we have to go uh, wait over there for for our limo." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, anyways, no, so, I mean, it's, the, it's, l- so, l- yeah, the whole yeah, thing's we could portable. Go, we, we could do yeah. a whole episode just on Smile Tab.
1: I yeah, mean, we it's, could it's, just it's, do like exactly. a live tweet it. Just like what we could put on the movie and just like talk about like talk through it, you know. But a commentary. Honestly, we should like, do to to a commentary. Yeah. Oh, we should. But just, I mean, this is one of my favorite movies of all time. And I think in the pantheon of like Christopher Guest movies, we'll get into the rankings, but spoiler yep. alert, like this is for me, like this is the top. Like with a bullet. Like, oh yeah. The funniest but there's some there's some close ones. So if we wanna we wanna move on we could do that. So we
0: will move on. I was gonna just say quickly best song and worst song.
1: So my favorite my favorite song on the, like my favorite is tonight. I'm gonna rock you. Yes. Parentheses tonight. Tonight, because um, it's the first and the last song you hear. So it's actually it's actually really good. I think the <laughs> the worst song. Um, I forget it's the one. I forget the name of it, but the one where they're in the pods. Oh, jazz, No, never mind. Jazz Odyssey. Jazz Odyssey is the worst <laughs> song in, in the whole thing. So
0: one of my favorite moments that like nobody really gets, and you can't really like quote it, obviously, because it's not even a quote. But they're doing the Jazz Odyssey, and they're in that like little bowl, right? And he's like, "Hey, like uh, Derek Smalls, he's on bass. He wrote this." And they're like playing, and there's one like there's literally like six people in the crowd, and they're all like separated, and there's one guy, he's just got his like hand on his face. And then, uh, uh, like, doing, like, a sad face, and then his other hand just has a thumbs down. Like, he's, <laughs> right. like, he's not booing or anything. He's just, like, thumbs down. He's I, just
1: sitting there in plain view that. with a thumbs down, like, I think, in, like a sad gladiator fan. It's un-
0: unbelievable. My The worst song to me might be Stonehenge. Like, the worst actual song. Like, it's really funny. Like, the whole bit is really good about, like, it's 18 inches instead of 18 feet, and then, like... They're like the only thing. The only thing we we're worried about is going to get trampled by a dwarf. Like that whole thing is great, but the song is like whatever. And I actually, yeah. I really like the song with the uh, "Give me some money." I like that
1: song. <laughs> it's a good money. song. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry, right, so that's this is Spinal Tap in 1997. So you, you know, it's a big jump forward. This is the first time that Christopher Guest is now the writer, director, and acts in it. Now he co-writes this one and the next three after this with Eugene Levy. Who, or Levy, who of course is Jim's dad in American Pie. Yep. And so 1997, Waiting for Guffman comes out, where it's a, uh, the 150th anniversary of uh, Blaine, Missouri. And so, David's or, uh, Christopher Guest character, uh, Corky St. Clair, he is going to put on a play for the town. And that's basically what the whole thing is about. And it's still in the same documentary format. And this movie is tremendous.
1: Oh, my God, it's laugh-out-loud funny. And the play is a history of Blaine, Missouri, which is the most boring place ever on Earth. But, again, one of the things that drives these Christopher Guest movies is you have these ridiculous characters, like Corky St. Clair, who is, like, really over-the-top, like, effeminate, like, play director – who, like, every time you talk to him, he's talking about, like, his wife, who, like, doesn't Bonnie. exist.
0: Yeah, Bonnie. Oh, I sh- I sh- I shop for all of Bonnie's clothes.
1: <laughs> and I bought her a nice pantsuit. You're bastard, people!
0: Like, he's got a lot of quotable lines, uh, Corky does, yep. in this. And then Fred Willard's amazing. Fred Willard might be my favorite in just about every movie. Um, yeah. Although, well, you know, this in Spinal Tap, he's not in it enough to be my favorite. My favorite would be Nigel in in Spinal Tap, but wait for Guffman. It probably is Fred Willard uh, who plays Ron where he's talking. He's trying to like cheer up his wife and he's like, yeah, he's like, did I get down when I was in high school and our, our quarterback went down? Of course not. We put our backup in. Then when he went down, third string went in there and then we whipped the pants off of Harry Truman High School. And they went, on to, they went on to win state or it's like a whole like long ridiculous thing. Oh, and that's the other thing about these movies is like there's a writer to them, but so much of it is just ad lib. Like they just like, hey, here's the scene. And then these actors and that's why they're all in them together because they all work so well together that they yeah. they just create all this stuff. And I don't know how they don't just crack themselves up the entire time.
1: Oh, they might. and I, I've heard stories that it's just like, this is the scene, this is what we have to do, go. So when you say, like, Christopher Guest and, like, Eugene Levy, like, wrote these, like, it's pre- yeah. probably just had, like, a loose, like, they probably on, like, a note card. but like, like a right, we have to shoot this scene. Yeah, yeah this is the premise for the scene. And then they let the whole thing with Fred Willard and, uh, was it Catherine McDonald? Is that her name?
0: Catherine O'Hara.
1: Catherine O'Hara, when they're talking about how he, Fred Willard, had to go to... Uh, Jefferson City, like Lewis. Th- no, to get a minor surgery, production. minor surgery, minor surgery. Like that scene is just like laugh out loud. It's so me.
0: good. And then they're at the dinner with Eugene uh, Levy and his wife and uh, yeah. Catherine O'Hara, who's the mom, of course, at Home Alone. She's great in all these, and so she's getting drunk, and she like leans over, and she's like, "Hey, what's it like being with a circumcised man?" <laughs> she's like, "Okay, honey, all right, let's. Uh, it's it's yeah. good stuff." So waiting for. Oh, also, this is a uh, a personal tidbit. But this is when I knew that me and my wife, uh, th- things could really work out between us. It was very early on when she said, when I was like, what's your favorite comedy movie? Like, this is, like, very early on in our in our, in our our courtship. And she's like, oh, uh, waiting for Guffman. And I was like, holy you know, crap. Because these, th- these movies are, they're a different kind of sense of humor. Like, people, I feel like, you're not kind of in the middle on these. Like, you love these movies, or they're just completely not for you.
1: Yeah, like like you said, you've seen... All of these movies, or you've seen none of them,
0: <laughs> right? Like they just don't interest you, and you're like, "Yeah, that's not that funny." Or they're laugh out loud funny. Now, to be fair, they're not all great; like they're not all perfect uh, movies. But no. this is Spinal Tap is probably a perfect movie. Waiting for Gulfman's pretty damn close. And-, and
1: like, like I said, what what drives this is the like the outrageous characters. Like in the whole thing is just character driven. You know what I mean? Yeah. The story itself is kind of dumb. But like the fact that these people think that this play that they're putting on about Blaine, Missouri, is somehow going to get picked up by like this producer on Broadway, they think they're, they're going all to Broadway. excited about it. Like they think they're going to Broadway, and then they're so disappointed when they're not. Yeah, like the way and the play itself is so ridiculous.
0: It's just it's like just terrible.
1: <laughs> alien abductions and like they're singing songs about alien abductions and like footstools.
0: So, yeah, right. Because that's like that's what happened in in Plain. So two quick things before we, we got to move on. Unfortunately, we, this is a shorter episode, as I already said. But yep. the um, we'll look for next time you watch Waiting for Guffman. First of all, the relationship between Christopher Guest's quirky uh, character. And then the like music director, who, I think his name is Bob Babylon. Or Bob, Balaban. Bob, Bob Balaban. Bob Balaban. Who's in all these movies. He was also in Seinfeld. He was one of the higher ups at NBC. So you'll you recognize this guy. So th- they hate each other. Like these two hate each other because he wants to direct it one way. Corky's doing it certainly a very different way. But watch when they actually do the play how into it the music director is. Like he's just like flailing around. And like the music's really good. And he's like so intense. His face. And there's like four me people up. in the uh, band. Oh, yeah. It just cracks me up though every time. So. Oh, also, uh, David Cross is in this movie for thirty seconds, and it's terrific. Yes, when he's talking about the crop circles, it's it's amazing. All
1: right, the <laughs> Dude, next you're here, sixty five degrees with a twenty percent chance of rain, just <laughs> all, right here. Always,
0: all the time. All the yep. time. Uh, in two thousand, Best in Show came out, so they took a run at the world of dog shows, and this man—it's hard to rank these three, but this one might be to me the funniest. Like, and again, I think if you're a dog person or if you know dog people, which I've mentioned before on the podcast, it's going to be even funnier to you. But they do such a great job. All these different people, all these different kind of dogs. Like, the dogs serve as, like, pretty funny characters, too. The way they shoot it, like, the way they're talking to the people, and then they cut to the dog real quick. And just, a, there's a lot of good stuff. Plus, this movie, it's, like, really good. It's, it's working at, like, a B, B-minus, or B, you know, B+. And then they get to the actual dog show and Fred Willard is one of the announcers, and then it just oh, yeah. it launches this thing into it. Like, everything he says is quotable in that, that entire thing.
1: Yeah, everything he says in, in the next, in like Waiting for Guffman, Best in Show, and we'll get to a mighty win, but everything he says in these movies is just laugh out loud funny. Like, like I think
0: his, it's, it's honestly, if you clocked all of his quotes, like all of his lines, like 90% of them, at the very least, make you like chuckle. Like he, there's no like wasted lines from him. Like he just, he is so perfect in all these movies. And on the flip side, I, I feel like Eugene uh, Levy, who I like in American Pie, and I respect the fact that he's like a co-writer on all these, and he also tries to play some different kind of characters. But I find myself liking him the least in all of them.
1: It's just because, well, he's just such a dope in, like, <laughs> well, all of these movies. You know what I mean? He's a
0: dope, like, but then the other guys are, like, so good. Like, Michael McKeon is always awesome. Christopher Guest is always awesome. Fred Willard, Catherine O'Hara, uh, Stifler's mom. Like, they're all really good. And then he's, like, somebody can't, somebody's can't. somebody got to be the worst, and he usually is it for
1: me. Yeah, and, like, Parker Posey is in these movies, and she's phenomenal. We like, didn't even
0: mention Parker is, Posey. She's awesome. She's tremendous yeah. in these So how
1: funny is she? Like, yeah,
0: she's she's tremendous. So then a mighty wind came out in 2003. Uh, Again, it's a Christopher Guest directed movie, Christopher Guest and Eugene Levy uh, writing movie. And this one's all about folk music. And there was a guy who who passed away. So they wanted to put on a big folk festival. So they're bringing back all these old folk groups. And the main three that they focus on, you have the Main Street Singers, and then they have sort of they've been sort of revamped. So now they're the new Main Street Singers. Right. And this is where you get, is it John Michael Higgins, who's in all these movies, uh, Parker Posey. What's the lady from Glee? I always forget her Jane name. Jane Lynch. Jane Lynch, yeah. So she we haven't even mentioned her. She's in all these. She's very good. So, And then like 10 other people. Right? That's like a huge group. Then there's the Folksmen, which to me, this is what saves this movie, is the Folksmen is just the trio from Spinal Tap. Right. And it's the
1: complete opposite of the music they play in Spinal Tap.
0: Complete opposite, but just seeing them together on stage, and they do... I think they do maybe three or four different songs that you hear. Uh, and eat, at Joe, eat at Joe's. Eat at O's. Eat at O's. E-I-O's. Awesome. And then they're a little ahead of the game, too, in the uh, the transgender field, I feel like. Because, uh, yep. spoiler, uh, Harry Shearer at the end decides he's a woman. So they're it, kind of he, ahead. He's
1: like Harry Shearer, who has like the deepest voice of ever. like anybody ever. ever. Yeah. It's like yeah, he, he well he, he drops hints and says that like you know back you know the the Swedish and he's talking about his moisturizing routine <laughs> yeah. where he just like covers himself in lotion. Awesome, but it's, it's 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 a great it's a great movie. Um, I'd say it's a good it's a solid. It's good, movie. yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's good. It's good. It's, it's not good. as good as. Best in Show or no. you know anything, or waiting for Guffman or even Spinal Tap but I mean you could
0: you could make an argument this is the sad reality is like you could make an argument that each movie gets worse like I happen to wow. really like Best in Show but I know a lot of people yeah. that would just rank them oldest to newest Yeah but but also on a mighty win like the songs are good but they're obviously not as good as the Spinal Tap songs. ones yeah. uh, And then yeah. also the other group is Mitch and Mickey which is you're bringing back Catherine O'Hara and Eugene Levy who are married in Best in Show they're they're not married in this, but they're a, they're a uh, a duet, if you will. But also the best one in this, to me, who steals the show again, is Fred Willard, who's got these stupid TV show ideas, and he's talking about how he was on a TV yeah. show for one season. And, oh, what happened? What happened? And they, that was his big catchphrase. <laughs> like I would always, I would always look around and I'd say, "What happened?" And then I would say, "I don't think so." It's just like, yeah, it's so bad. And he had a he had a line. He was like, uh, it was like a newspaper article when they showed it. They're like, "What happened?" canceled due to total lack of interest <laughs>
1: like, and he was so he's becomes the manager of the new main street singers that's like his role
0: yes and he's like giving them ideas he's like well what if you and he like had this whole idea about um they
1: singing a song like a sea shanty and just like throwing water on people yeah and he's, like, and he's like he's like including
0: the ideas. including the women and then he whispers something to john michael higgins yep. and parker posey and jane lynch are just looking at each other like come on but and then th- and then you get hit with water
1: and then you look out of
0: the crowd and you say, "Hey, what happened? <laughs> what, what
1: happened?" <laughs> like, he's, so what, what happened has become a staple in the Davy household.
0: I do that. what I do. What happened? Too nobody really gets that. I mean, no my wife it. knows what it's from, but like literally nobody does the, what, what happened. But I still I still do it and I don't tell them where it's from. So again, Mighty Wind is worth it for Fred Willard and it's worth it for just the folksmen who are old Spinal Tap. Old.
1: Also- just old, broken down spinal tap. 2006, which is, which is awesome.
0: 2006, they came out with four-year consideration. It's sort of a uh, a movie within a movie. They shoot it a little bit differently. It's not like your your mockumentary. Um, mm-hmm. They they sort of interview with with somebody who's on, uh, like sort of like an Entertainment Tonight type of thing, and they like Oscar buzz. So it's like a movie, and then there's like fake rumors about Oscar buzz, and like everybody in it thinks that they're going to be nominated for an Oscar. Turns out the only guy who wasn't rumored to be is. I'll tell you, this one, not really laugh out loud funny. There is a couple of good moments with Fred Willard and Jane Lynch. They play like the E News or like the Entertainment Tonight, like uh, co hosts. And so they they have some good banter and some good lines there. But this is honestly, this is kind of a letdown. This I didn't think was great.
1: No, I didn't think it was great. But at the same time, like, there are such good, like, Catherine O'Hara in this movie is phenomenal. Yes, As she like is. The, yeah. She's like this, act, like this journeyman actress who's been in a... She was in one thing that was kind of good, but it's kind of, you know, you know, done like bit parts and stuff like that. And she's the one who, you know, is, is, you can tell she's in it for the acting. You know, and then, yeah. you know, she gets wrapped up in this. And I think it's what it is. It's a satire of like Hollywood in that, you know, just a little bit of Oscar buzz and people kind of go crazy, you know, for these movies and like, they're not, like the the movie itself is ridiculous it's not even that good like it's stupid
0: yeah Home like for, Purim, like, for, home for, home for P-
1: Purim Home for
0: Purim Home for Purim but then they thought it was too Jewish so they changed it to Home for Thanksgiving
1: and <laughs> she's great but my favorite character in this movie is actually John Michael Higgins who's like the publicist yeah
0: who like doesn't know what the internet is
1: who doesn't know what the internet is and he's like what if I told you that I was one Choctaw Indian you know what I mean <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he, uh, John like, Michael Higgins is good what the hell this. are you talking about he is and good then, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or he like taps someone on the shoulder, and the guy's like, "Jesus God, like get like, get, away, get away from me." Yeah, no, he. As the movie goes, he gets more and more Native American. Like he shows up oh, at yeah. the premiere with like the leather jacket with the tassels. And yeah. he's, he's like but it's John Michael Higgins, over the top. Yeah, but yeah, he's yeah. like,
0: "Are you familiar with the worldwide interwebs?" And they're like, "Yeah." <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, so yeah, he was. He's good in that. Uh, and then the last movie, it was a Netflix movie that came out just last year. It's called Mascots, which you can imagine what it's about. A lot less of the main people are in it. Now, it is uh, written, directed by Christopher Guest. That's why we include it. He's also in it. In fact, spoiler, he comes back as Corky St. Clair. He which is, was it, yeah
1: yeah, which was a huge nu- like I was watching this I'm like this movie's okay and then all of a sudden like he just like comes on screen with like the the hands and like in prayer like on his nose like watching Parker Posey do her routine. He's
0: like a mentor to Parker Posey, and so you're like, here comes Corky Sinclair. And what I said immediately is, shared universe. We got ourselves a shared universe. Mascots and waiting for Guffman. These people live in the same world.
1: Yep. And
0: uh, this one's okay. Like Fred Willard, uh, he shows up. He's not as good. There's some decent mascot routines. But what they do do is they introduce a lot of new people. So like if if they're gonna carry the torch for these movies, which I don't know if they really can, but if they do, the guy who plays Jared in Silicon Valley,
1: or Gabe in The Office, or Gabe in The Office,
0: office. he's in this, and he might be he might be the best character in this movie.
1: Him and his him and his uh, his wife, who yes. is actually I didn't recognize her, but she's actually the she was actually in an episode of The Office as well. She played yes. the nurse, okay, uh, in the delivery room with Pam, okay. But she their relationship together is just so it turns passive aggressive that turns into aggressive, which turns into like passive aggressive again towards yeah. the end. Yes, is one of the funnier parts of the movie. It was good. Um, yeah, I mean that that's funny, and you know the 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 panel of judges which is, like, Jane Lynch and uh, Ed Begley Jr. Who's like in, like, the, all that, these
0: movies, by the way. We haven't mentioned yeah. him, Ed Begley Jr. The other guy, the, uh, there's the bald guy who's in all these movies. Then there's the other guy who was uh, Parker Posey's husband and Best in Show. He's also good. He's one of the the judge kind of guys. He's in all these. Him, uh, yeah, he's good. He's he's in a lot of these. So it's, like, like, there's really, like, we look at it and it's, like, oh, like four or five of, like, the main cast. But in, in reality, it's close to 20 people that seem to be in, like, all these movies that you recognize all their faces. So, quickly, Davey, before we get out of here, uh, or at least before you get out of here, we have these six movies from best to worst. What would you do? And then slap a dork rating on each one as well.
1: Okay, so I'll go right down. Do you want me to go first to go through my list? Yes. So, it's almost chronological, with one exception. So, I would go, this is Spinal Tap, six out of six. Best in show, five and a half. Waiting for Guffman, five. Mighty Wind. Four. For your consideration, three and a half. Mascots, three and a half. I like I like uh, for your consideration a little bit more, only because I liked there was funnier parts to that. You know what I mean? There were like some yeah. parts where you would let you know, and I I thought mascots was decent. Um but didn't really blow me away. Other than the fact that Corky came back, that was the best. That was the highlight of the movie for me. That really was. Other than that, it was pretty pretty forgettable.
0: Chris O'Dowd's not bad in that movie, but I'm with you. Oh, right. the fist? Yeah, the fist. <laughs> the fist is not bad. And poof, just like that, Davy is gone. My rankings very similar to uh, to to Davies. I this is Smile Tap. I think it's just impossible to beat. I think that one. It's a six out of six. It's the number one movie on here. I am going to go half stones. I know people don't like half stones. Davey just won half stones. People say, "Hey, you can't break an infinity stone in half." We're going to try, and we're going to do it right here. Especially when comparing all these, I just need—I don't need to explain myself to you. I'm just going to do it. Waiting for or I'm going to say best in show is the second best movie on this list. I'm going to put it at five and a half. I really—I think it's one of the best comedies out there. Waiting for Guffman this is going to be controversial. I'm going to also give it a five and a half. However, if I had to rank the two, I would put that one slightly below best in show. Is that okay? I think that's okay. So Spinal Tap 1, best in show 2, waiting for Guffman 3, a Mighty Wind, probably a a 4.5. I'm going to give that fourth. I think Mascots might actually be better than for your consideration. Neither is great. I'm going to put both as a 3 out of 6. Now if you like those other movies you're going to want to watch those it's the same cast as we said you're 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 probably going to at least find some enjoyment in them a few lines here or there or really just Fred Willard being awesome then uh then there you go so that's that's that I've also wondered about other ideas that they could do and there's a lot of things when you're when you're watching some of these shows you know whether it's on you know the history channel or TLC or whatever else you're like eh, there could probably be a uh Probably be a Christopher Guest type film about topic X, maybe even video games, maybe even video games What we're doing or comic cons, cosplayers, well, the mascots is kind of like cosplayers. In fact, there's some good stuff in the mascots one about um, furries and there's like a whole running gag with one of the furries and what they're trying to do. And you know, did they sniff or did they snarf at you or whatever? It's that's pretty good. So yeah, just so once again, Spinal Tap, Best in Show, Waiting for Guffman, A Mighty Wind, Mascots, and then for your consideration,
1: Pick of the Pod. Pick of the Pod. Pick
0: of the Pod. the bomb. All right, it's time for Pick of the Podcast, and uh, in lieu of uh, you know a video game or a movie or a comic book or whatever else, a TV program, and in lieu of all of that, we are going to give you the uh, here's like the, the commercial. Nah, that's not a good way of putting it. Like the the advertisement. That's not good either. All right, we're going to Comic Con. We've talked about this. It's it's coming up in June. Davey and I will be there in Foxwoods. If you're there, Uh, hopefully we'll see you and we'll we'll say hello, come up to us, and uh, you know we can really really dork it up. That's a term. That's got to be. That's a term now. So here is the uh, the little advertisement to get you to get you primed to get you pumped for Comic Con. Up. a show for the fans by the fans coming to Foxwoods Resort Casino June 10th and 11th two exciting days of celebrities and talented comic book artists meet Hellboy's Ron Perlman and Gaten Matarazzo from Stranger Things Aaron Schwartz from Guardians of the Galaxy 2 Luke Cage's Theo Rossi Ray Park and Spencer Wilding from Star Wars Big Bang Theory's Kevin Sussman Wrestling Hall of Famers Rick Flair Amy Dumas, Kevin Nash, and Scott Hall
1: and more
0: join us for costume contests, KidsCon, and Star Wars trivia visit C-O-M-I-C-O-N-N.com. Oh, that is aggressive, huh? I like it. that 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 first part just gets just sucks you right in. Comic-Con. Yeah, there you go. Sold. Did I hear a Ray Park in there? That of course of course would be Darth Maul or Toad from the first X-Men movie? Yeah, we're in. So we're going to Well, we probably won't even talk to any of those famous people because there's going to be like long lines. So we're just, you know, walk around, talk to the real fans there of Comic-Con, sort of treat it like Northeast Comic-Con. Although it's not in a hollowed-out JCPenney, so it's already kind of a step up. It's at Foxwoods instead, so we're looking forward to that. Also, hit us up with ideas for the next couple of weeks. I think we will do a DC Extended Universe uh, idea or a uh, episode in a couple of weeks leading up to Wonder Woman. But next week, I respect those that are asking for an alien one. I just—I don't—who knows? Maybe we'll end up doing that. But if there's anything else, hit us up. There's a lot of ways to uh, get in touch with us. At Dork Podcast is the best way— on Twitter. You can email us dorkpodcast at gmail.com. You can check out Davey on Twitter and Twitch at R Von D. That's R V-O-N-D. You can subscribe on iTunes. That would be great if you do, or leave us a review, like a rating and a review. That would be tremendous. If you could do that, that would help out the podcast. You can also buy a goddamn t-shirt if that's something that you're into. Maybe you need a new t-shirt. It's a it's a nice, it's a nice black shirt. It's uh hundred percent cotton. It says dork on the front. And you can go to our, our, our Twitter page. We have it pinned at the top of the profile there. Or you can go to represent.com and then just search dork. And it's there. So we appreciate you listening. So that, that's frankly, that's all you needed to do. But if you want to go above and beyond, you can buy a goddamn t-shirt. Or you can leave us a review and uh, rate the podcast on iTunes. Also, of course, streaming at weei.com slash dork that'll do it for this edition of the program we will talk to you next week on hashtag dork top dead show top dead show top dead show Madame et Messieurs, il est tombé le topic de jour. But what does that mean, Frog? Uh, it, it is the topic of the
1: day. <laughs> no, rien de rien. And now your feature presentation.
0: The topic is yours. <laughs> A show for the fans by the fans.